0: Welcome to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we
1: age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thank you for joining us again today. We appreciate each and every person who listens to this program and passes along the information, expertise, and inspiration we try to provide you each week.
0: This week is no different, and we'll do our best to give you some things to think about over the next weeks and months. But, of course, in the meantime, we'd love to hear your feedback and insight about this or any other program. So if you'd like to share your thoughts with us,
1: drop us an email at Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. Well,
0: there you go. The last year has presented us all with some interesting challenges about the way we work, right? A lot of people who don't have the opportunity to work in an office now are working from home. Some people are always working in the field, as it were, but a lot of us are working from home. Our kids are getting educated differently. Some kids haven't been back inside a classroom in a long, long time in parts of the country. People uh, in this area have been on and off. Sometimes they're in school, sometimes they're doing online. And a lot of us have been cooped up. First because Mm -hmm. of the the lockdowns, then because of our own reluctance to be out in public. We kind of withdrew, I think, particularly last spring and in the summer. Uh, We weren't uh, out and as active as maybe we used to uh, be before. And now, of course, we've come through cold weather or in the middle of the winter. And so it's changed a lot uh, what we're doing in terms of being outdoors.
1: Yeah, and many of us spend the vast majority of our time in our homes we've made them comfortable and cozy mm-hmm. and they serve as they always have as the central place for basic events of living like sleeping and and you know doing your chores preparing and eating meals watching television recreating and more and more working yeah
0: yeah and and, uh, and the recreating thing is interesting because that's changed over the years you know we had that uh, that era where everybody added you know certainly family rooms were starting to be added to houses and then it was the rec room right Maybe somebody would put air hockey or a pool table down there or something and now of course people are kind of contracting from that within their homes because recreation means that little device in your hands for, Unfortunately, for half the people yes. out there So um, things have changed a little bit for for people around here and yes a, a vast majority of people spend a, a great deal of time in their homes. Uh, they're not outdoorsy folks. But today we're going to talk about other ways to live, at least for part of your life. And this is something that some people do with regularity, but which other people do far too seldom. And that is to get out. Of jail? No,
1: no. <laughs> it's not get out of no. jail.
0: Oh. No. We're talking about getting outside into oh, nature.
1: Oh, yes, nature.
0: Into the great outdoors. Why would you do this? What benefit could there possibly be?
1: Well, Bob, I'm so glad you ask. Now, this appeared in Time Magazine, and it's by Jamie Ducharme. So spending time outdoors, especially in green spaces, is one of the fastest ways to improve your health and happiness. And that's been shown to lower stress, blood pressure, and heart rate, while encouraging physical activity and boosting your mood and mental health. Some research even suggests that green space is associated with a lower risk of developing psychiatric disorders, all findings that doctors are increasingly taking seriously and relaying to their patients.
0: Now, a new study published in the International Journal of Environmental Health Research adds to the evidence and shows just how little time it takes to get the benefits of being outside. According to the research, spending just 20 minutes in a park, even if you don't exercise while you're there, is enough to improve well-being. For a study, researchers surveyed 94 adults who visited one of three urban parks near Birmingham, Alabama over the summer and fall. They were given fitness trackers to measure the physical activity they were doing, but they were not told what to do in the park or how long to stay. Each person also answered questions about their life satisfaction and mood, which were used to calculate a subjective well-being score. Now, if you've ever Taking a well-meaning or well-being test, maybe as, a, as an employee uh, kind of screening thing and so forth. There's all different well-being surveys out there, right? And what are some of the kinds of questions they
2: ask?
1: Well, like they, they want to see where you're coming from, like internally. So like one of the questions they might ask is like, I like, or they might give the statement and then you respond, right? I like most parts of my personality. Okay. okay? Right. So that's one to see if, you know, you have a good sense of well-being or... Maybe something in the many areas of the demands of everyday life. Do they get you down or do you cope well with that? And there's
0: usually a scale here. It's not like it's yes or no. It's usually I strongly agree with that statement or I strongly disagree or something in between. (laughs) Sometimes the questions are more basic and more immediate. Like, have I had a good meal today? Because a lot of times people's mood can be changed by their nutrition level, right? Right. If they're over hungry. How am I sleeping? Right? Right. That's another one. Am I under any particular stress, you know, at work or relationally? I mean, these are all typical questions, right? Right. So the, the people in this particular study here at, in the parks in Birmingham, Alabama, had a visit that lasted about 30 minutes. And 30% of the people there who uh, took part in the survey engaged in at least moderate-intensity physical activity while there. The well-being scores for those folks rose and others with an average increase of about a point and a half on the scale.
1: Now, physical activity, Bob, wasn't necessary to increase the well-being, as we pointed out before. Even though plenty of research does suggest that exercise is great for mental health, particularly when it's done outside, for many people in this study, simply being in a green space seemed to be enough to spark a change, says the study co-author, who was Han Yuen, director of research in the occupational therapy department at the University of Alabama in Birmingham.
0: So says Wen, or Yuan, uh, he says some people may go to the park and just enjoy nature. It's not that they have to be rigorous in terms of exercise. They just relax and they reduce stress and then they feel happy. The medical community is increasingly viewing green space as a place for their patients to reap physical and mental health benefits. Some physicians, like Dr. Robert Zarr, a pediatrician in Washington, D.C., are even writing prescriptions for it.
1: Yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. They're calling these nature prescriptions. Now, I personally haven't heard of this, but I think it's great considering everything that, you know, we've researched here. And these are therapies that are redeemable only outdoors in the fresh air of a local park. And these prescriptions advise their patients um, to spend an hour each week, like playing tennis, for instance, or to explore all the soccer fields near their home. The prescriptions are recorded in the patient's electronic health records. Isn't so you that don't, interesting? You don't, you
0: don't drive up to a window and push a couple of well, buttons and talk to somebody through a glass And it's window.
1: free, and you don't need your insurance card. Think
0: about it, Bob. So says Dr. Zar, there's a paradigm shift in the way we think about parks, not just as a place to recreate, but literally as a prescription, a place to improve your health. And he writes uh, up to 10 park prescriptions per day.
1: And so he even founded Park Rx America to make it easier. This is a real legit business here. To make it easier for health professionals to write park prescriptions for people of all ages, particularly those with obesity, mental health issues, or chronic conditions like hypertension and type 2 diabetes.
0: And by writing nature prescriptions alongside pharmaceutical prescriptions when necessary, physicians are encouraging their patients to get outdoors and take advantage of what many view to be free medicine. Gosh, what a concept. It doesn't involve a pill, right? Yeah. The specificity that comes with framing these recommendations as prescriptions, says Dr. Zar, motivates his patients to actually do them. He says it's it's something to look forward to and to try to feel successful about.
1: In 2018, NHS Shetland, a government-run hospital system that's in Scotland, began allowing doctors at 10 medical practices to write nature prescriptions that promote outdoor activities as a routine part of patient care. And in recent years, Organizations with the goal of getting people outside for their health have proliferated in the United States. The National Park Service's Healthy Parks, Healthy People program promotes parks as a powerful health prevention strategy, both locally and nationally.
0: These unusual prescriptions are uh, perhaps the prettiest you'll ever fill. Uh, a fact that Betty Sun, a program manager at the Institute of Golden at the Golden Gate, which runs ParkRx, says encourages people to actually do them. She says, with social media and Instagram, when you see your friends going out to the beautiful places, you want to go too. It's about making a positive choice in your life rather than a punitive choice, like you're sick, take a pill. It just seems so much more supportive. And I think, you know, there's some truth to this too. And and again, that's why we framed it the way we did here at the opening. Uh, Not everybody, but a great many people have lived more time indoors i think in this last year than we have in decades and it's not that people couldn't have stayed on their own properties you know last summer but there was a tendency unless you're an outdoorsy type right you'd like to do a lot of grilling and throwing a frisbee or even you like to do yard work a lot of people just went inside by default they stayed away from their neighbors they you know they did the the, what i call the lawn wave and then they kind of just stayed inside i was reading this article in another publication that was talking about this guy who was responding to wind chimes that were outside his window that had been a fairly new thing introduced in the neighborhood. And at first he liked it, but I guess his wife didn't like it. So he, he calls up the neighbor, who he had always known as, I think, Bob and, and um, Beverly, or whatever her name was. And he, he says, do you mind if we maybe take the chimes down or move them to the other side of the house? And he finds out that the couple's divorced. Oh He's talking to the lady now on the phone, but she doesn't live there anymore. Oh. And the point he was making was not only that everyone's right. been wearing masks, and so you can't tell who's who outside anymore, but he was so disconnected from his neighbors because he was hardly ever outside. Right. He was kind of introverted to begin with and decided, well, I'll just spend the majority of my time inside and, and get on media and so forth. You you forget sometimes. You have to get outside to feel the effects of
1: it. Yeah. And I do think, I, I read another uh, article that that pointed out that introverts, you know, this has been fairly easy for them. It's actually been very much a welcome break from having to be around people. But extroverts, I think I saw uh, some kind of meme that said something like, hey, introverts, make sure you reach out and check on your extrovert friends. They're not doing so well. <laughs> So I thought that was, and it's true, you know.
0: They're pining away for the opportunity to get and out. To get and, out
1: and be with people. Be with people. And, right.
0: Now, does it matter, Gloria, how we do the outdoors? I mean, when you go on a vacation to a national park, sometimes there's a lot of traffic, right? Or at least there used to be before COVID. And you see a portion of those cars and travelers hopscotching from one pullout or overlooked to the next, yeah.
1: snapping a shot,
0: and then getting back in the car. Are they missing something?
1: Well, I think they just might be, Bob.
0: Well, we're going to talk about that next. Is there a way to be outdoors that's better than some other
1: ways? And at least, not for
0: everybody, but for a lot of people. So we'll be back with
2: more right after this.
1: You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
2: It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk it's an ask the expert weekend on dayton and springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station 1290 and 95.7 whio dayton's news and talk
0: welcome back to there is a season i'm bob
1: and i'm gloria
0: we're talking today about the benefits of nature there is some research we wouldn't do a show without research would we gloria we would i just, would but we you would, wouldn't no we wouldn't we have to have facts to back up what we say what oh. our opinions are although Maybe not always. But today we do have some facts. We do have some research on this. And we were talking here about how some people in some of these studies benefited from being outside. And they weren't told necessarily what they had to do. They just benefited simply by being in the outdoors. We are going to raise the question, though, are there some ways that are better... Than others, which tees up our next discussion. Gloria, there
1: are ways that are better than others, and this is what it is. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm okay, waiting. so your brain was made for walking, and not only walking, but walking outside. It says Reader's Digest article just this past November. It's a very interesting article. And in there, here's your research a Stanford University study found that participants were 81% more creative when walking as opposed to mm. sitting. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. According to the study, walking outside versus on a treadmill produces the most novel and highest quality analogies in participants who walked and then sat down to do some creative work. So another famous person example. Here we go. As part of his daily writing routine, Kurt Vonnegut would take his mid-morning break from his office to walk and then swim before eventually returning to work. I would argue... Walk
0: and swim? That's a lot, isn't it? Must have been been Central Park or something. (laughs) Right.
1: Disciplined person Saw the pond and dove in. (laughs) Right. I would argue that this habit wasn't just a habit, but an intentional, necessary element to his creative process. Now, this is an important point. Scenery is almost as important as the sweat.
0: Okay. All right.
1: The National Human Activity Pattern Survey reveals that Americans spend 87% of their time indoors. Being inside, you're more prone to stagnation which is the antithesis of energy. And without energy, you can't wonder and you can't create. Jeez, Mm.
0: we do like our homes, but 87%? That's
1: that's kind of sad. Disrupting your routine with a walk can be a catalyst for garnering fresh insights into problems or projects. Just by going outside, you are stepping out of your habitual surroundings and your comfort zone, which is necessary, research says, if you want to open your mind to new possibilities. And the reason they point this out is because you can walk through a tree-filled neighborhood. You can walk through a park and observe people, birds, everything. Birds are singing, right? People are just kind of hanging out. Even when you walk down a busy street, you can't help but get distracted by smells, you know, that are maybe out there from the restaurants or a child pointing to a building that you hadn't even noticed before.
0: Think how different this is. I mean, Just you know, from, from a couple hundred years ago, where a large percentage of the population was in an agrarian kind of setting. So, out of sheer necessity, your life was outworking your land, taking care of animals, working with as much sunlight as you had right and and unless there was really bad weather, you spent every day outside doing stuff
1: right and our our i don't know if most people know this, but our brains actually work harder to process different things in different environments, so walking outside fosters our ability to glean all these new ideas and take in new insights. And smells and sounds and even flavors,
0: as opposed to just being in the same old environment. Yeah,
1: your brain becomes kind of lazy. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's stuff to ponder here, stuff to think about. Uh, you know, because we do spend a great deal of time in our house, and and we've done separate shows that talk talk about things like digital addiction. We're spending so much time on screens of de- different kinds. It used to be television. Now it's the computer. Now it's the yeah. cell phone. And so there is plenty of argument here to change things up.
1: Yeah. When we're spending 87% of our time indoors, that's not a good thing.
0: We've got more just ahead, including more about the value of walking through nature and other bona fide great reasons to enjoy the great outdoors. This is good stuff to think about right now as it's going to be getting warmer soon. It could do us all good, especially after this last year. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
1: You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
2: It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
0: Welcome back to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolfe.
1: And I'm Gloria Shanahan.
0: We've been talking today about the benefits of nature, about getting outdoors. And when we uh, discussed this in the first segment of the program, we were talking about some research to that effect. And we've also talked about uh, walking as one of the ways you can spend time outdoors, and we'll talk more about that in in just a moment, because there are some people who believe that is really the best all round way of being outside. It's the most feasible way for a lot of us, given physical limitations, time limitations, and what have you. But what other benefits can be derived? Well, why don't we listen to a couple of people who are famous about their
1: walking? Right. So famous people, everybody has heard of Thomas Jefferson, right? Well, he says, walking, and I'm quoting, walking is the best possible exercise. Habituate yourself to walk very far. And Charles Dickens made his point with uncharacteristic brevity. If I could not walk far and fast, I think I should just explode and perish, he says. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So if you're still sitting there listening to this show, get walking. That's what they're saying. It's not just these great minds who made a case for it. It's just researchers have traced numerous connections between brain creativity and getting outside and walking. And
0: did, did you not have, um, God rest her, but you had a relative who used to walk really late in life, but it was still three miles, four
1: miles a day, something like that? Yes. Every single day, three to five miles.
0: In the parks when it could be in the parks, and, and later on it was just in the neighborhood closer by, right? Right.
1: It did not matter what the weather was unless it was pouring down rain.
0: Almost as important as a daily meal, frankly, that walk became, right? It, was, so the, it was the us. crowning moment of the day to get out and walk around. And this is one of those chicken and the egg things because I've, I've seen it happen with plenty of people who get in later years and become very sedentary and get used to that And then there is the complaint about how much it hurts to get up out of the chair and move. Well, most what's that fluid that that you get in your knees? Well, like
1: um, you have the synovial joints, I believe. And there's like a gel kind of fluid. And the more you use the joint, the more fluid is produced. I think I read that before once. Yeah,
0: which we could do a whole show here on on that level of orthopedics. But the the whole point is, (laughs) I'm sure we could. (laughs) Our advanced degrees. Uh, the, The whole point is that moving matters. And what a great way to do this as opposed to just walking around your house. You can go outside and even, I mean, nobody wants to take any chances and slip on ice in cold weather and right. so forth. But there's a lot of time in this, in the year, in this area where people are not going to run into that danger.
1: Well, what's the old saying? If you don't use it, you'll lose it.
0: For sure. So you For stiffen
1: sure. up, you know, you want, the more you use it, the the more comfortable it will be and you'll feel better both physically and like we're talking about today, mentally.
0: So, we've talked about some research for getting outdoors. Now, we've made some argument here for walking, but would you doubt us that there are other reasons for getting outside? We've got them here for you. And this comes from an article that appeared in Mental Floss, and it gives a whole host of different reasons for why being outdoors makes sense. See if any of this resonates with you.
1: So, being outdoors is fun, but even more importantly, it's good for the brain, body, and soul. So, you have to get up close and personal with Mother Nature. And one of the best ways Is that being outdoors boosts your energy? So if you're craving another cup of coffee, Bob, maybe you should skip the caffeine and sit outside instead. One study suggests that spending 20 minutes in the open air gives your brain an energy boost comparable to one cup of coffee. No way. Yes.
0: Well, there goes all. There goes the whole market for Monster and Five Hour Energy and all that stuff. I'll just be going outside in the afternoon. Yeah. some people would argue with that and say, well, no, I don't, I don't sleep that well, so I always need that boost of caffeine somewhere later in the day. But I could see that if you've been inside all, all the time, same atmosphere, same temperature in your house, and then suddenly you go out, even into a 45 degree crisp weather,
1: that's going to wake you up. It's going to charge a hot, up a little a bit. a hot, sunny day. It's a different feeling. Absolutely
0: different feeling. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It changes it up.
0: Another thing is that it feels easier to exercise outdoors. Now, all the ads for Peloton and all these other, you know, things where they put the big screen up in front, you're either skiing out in nature on the screen or you've got a coach in front of you yelling at you and so forth. Most people say it is noticeably different and easier to exercise outside. It might be thanks to the beautiful surroundings. In one small study, researchers had cyclists pedal in front of green gray and red video footage the bikers who exercised in front of the green reported feeling less physical exertion and more positive moods meaning that grass trees and plants might add a psychological energy boost to your workout and in those times of the year where it's not as green i suppose you could put on lenses (laughs) instead of rose-colored lenses you could have green colored lenses
1: yeah, I guess so. Or just maybe the brown of the winter is good for you too, right?
0: It energizes some people.
1: So the outdoors is also good for your vision. Research shows that elementary school students who spend more time outdoors are less likely to develop nearsightedness. That's that's an interesting thing that I didn't know. Yeah. And another one would be that natural sunlight helps mitigate pain. In one study, surgery patients who were exposed to high-intensity sunlight reported less stress and marginally less pain, and therefore were able to take less pain medication after their surgery.
0: So good for vision, less pain. I'm liking this all along here. Here's another one that I think uh, people would find fascinating. Outdoor activity boosts your immune system. Scientists think that breathing in phytoncides, airborne chemicals produced by plants, increases our level of white blood cells helping us fight off infections and diseases.
1: Especially right now. I mean, who doesn't want to boost their immune system, right? We,
0: we've known people certainly in the uh, in the cancer field who have talked about the negative impacts of environment, all the stuff that may be out in the air that we ingest or whatever. And there are other ways, I guess, to maybe fight some of that by being outside and breathing in some good air and uh, some of the particulates of
1: plants. And according to science, Bob, you really should stop and smell the flowers because being outdoors provides you with free aromatherapy. Research shows that natural scents like roses, oh, freshly cut grass, I love that smell, and pine make you feel calmer and more relaxed.
0: Do you ever walk through like a a flower garden, uh, Arboretums. I'm I'm just trying to think of places. A like- lavender field. Oh gosh, and it's just I love
1: fresh lavender.
0: It's mm-hmm. it can be kind of intoxicating in a, in a such a relaxing way to be out in that kind of environment.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of outdoor plants like rosemary. You know, you just can grow some in a little pot outdoors, and then you snip some off, rub it in your fingers, and smell.
0: And again, if you're not if you're not the type really who has candles cool. going or air fresheners going in your house, it's a change. It's something new. It's different kind of a uh, stimulus for your brain, for your olfactory node, to be out there and suddenly breathe in something different, it kind of opens you up and says, wow, that's
1: refreshing. Right.
0: What else does being outdoors do?
1: The outdoor helps with seasonal affective disorder. In the winter, shorter days and lower light levels can trigger what's called seasonal affective disorder or SAD. Now, this is a reoccurring condition that's marked by symptoms of anxiety, exhaustion, and sadness. Doctors say that spending time outside can lessen the severity of SAD. Even if the weather's cold or overcast. I think
0: we, uh, some years ago, we did a show on that where we were talking about a lot of folks who suffer. uh, You know, once it starts getting dark, you have the time change in November and December, it gets really dark. The days are short. And so here's a perfect way to combat that. Almost, uh, you know, people talk about getting outside to get your vitamin D, right? Get some sunlight, even on a cloudy day. And here's something about seasonal affective disorder where it would make a difference to get outside the normal light of your house whether it's incandescent or LED or whatever it is, to the real outdoor light.
1: And, you, you know, you mentioned this whole vitamin D thing. So that's another thing. Being outdoors gives you your daily dose of that vitamin D that you need. And it's essential for a well-functioning body. It helps us absorb our calcium. It prevents osteoporosis. And it reduces inflammation, among other things. Now, it's present in foods like salmon, fortified milk. And we get more than 90% of our vitamin D, though, just from casual... Casual exposure to sunlight. I think That's I read- That's incredible. Yeah, I think I read you only need 10 minutes of sunlight without sunscreen on.
0: We've even talked to some physicians who've said if you're going to take A vitamin, sometimes vitamin D it's is a the big, one to take. Yeah, it's right? a big I mean, one. You can take other things and, and your doctor may recommend specific things for you, but vitamin D is one of those things a lot of us don't get enough of, especially in B, this
1: part of the- And why don't we country. get enough of it, Bob?
0: Because we don't go outside.
1: Because 87% of our time is being spent where? Indoors. There you go. Right.
0: Now, uh, one we didn't talk about here, but there's been research on this too. Outdoor activity enhances creativity. If you're a writer and you're struggling with writer's block, you might want to ditch your laptop or your phone and get outside. Psychologists found that backpackers scored 50% higher on creativity tests after spending a few days in the wild without their electronics. Oh, my. What a my.
1: surprise. Is that a, a shocker? Shock. Right. It also, in addition to improving your creativity, it restores your focus. If you can't concentrate at work, leave your office for a few minutes. Just go for a quick stroll in a park or, or in a, a neighborhood, because studies show that walking in nature helps restore our focus.
0: It can also make, um, make us better people. According to psychologists, exposure to nature helps us shrug off societal pressures, Boy, we could have used a lot of that this past year. Allowing us to remember and value more important things like relationships, sharing, and community. There's something very basic and primal just to being outside for a little bit. If you if you ever go to a big city and you're way up high in some skyscraper, you know, and you look down on some other buildings, you'll actually see gardens that places have planted
1: just, I to think. give
0: someone a little touch of green
1: Right, we've got all these big in the middle
0: of the concrete
1: skyscrapers right? and people working on you know the hundredth and thirty seventh floor or something, just to get outside and be around the plants and.
0: The you like being outside a lot, right? I you do. like to walk.
1: I really do like to walk, and I always feel better after a walk.
0: I noticed that anytime we've been down, say to the Smokies or someplace like that, uh, and we we had an opportunity this past year, even amidst COVID, to go off for a short little trip, and it was like being on another planet the world was going through all of this unrest during the summer we had covid to deal with all this political stuff you go off on a hike and after 3 or 4 or 5 or 6
1: miles you're you are away from it right and that's great i really think that's wonderful but we do want to point out that just take a walk in your neighborhood Take a walk at your, you know, metro park that's nearby where you live. Just get out and get nature.
0: Well, we've got a lot more for you still ahead, including some previews of some interesting shows coming your way right after this.
1: You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk.
2: It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24 hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and
1: 957
2: WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
0: Welcome back to There's a Season. I'm Bob.
1: And I'm Gloria.
0: And I'm ready to get out of here, like outdoors, right over there where it's nice. You're still going to fit in a big five mile walk
1: together. Oh, every day.
0: Every day. Life changer, this show. That's what it is. That's why we do it. It's not for anybody listening. It's for us, right? It's our own personal motivation.
1: Right. So you're going to log five miles today and for every day thereafter going forward this week. Right, Bob? Yes, indeed. Okay.
0: Drop some weight and everything. Uh, If you were interested in the articles that we um, pulled from today, one is from Mental Floss. That was the benefits of being outdoors. That appeared... Uh, at mentalfloss.com. We also started with a magazine article from Time, which was by, uh, what was the first name? I can't remember. Descharm was the last name. Yes. And that talked about uh, some of the research behind being outside. And we also had another one.
1: Yes, the Reader's Digest, and that would be from the November 2020 issue. And it was entitled, um, or titled, How Walking Boosts Your Creativity.
0: walk, walk. Walk. Okay, so that's that's part of our argument for being outdoors. So take it to heart. If you can get outside, uh, spend a little bit more time. Walk during lunch. Go outside for a few minutes. Obviously, bundle up if it's still chilly. Have somebody walk with you if you need to have someone alongside. Or
1: just sit outside. Remember earlier in the show we talked about you don't even have to really do anything to have a mental boost. Right. Just be. Just change the environment. The green space. Exactly.
0: Now coming up, we've got some uh, very interesting shows. What's uh, one of them here, Gloria?
1: We're going to do a show on critical thinking. Is it being taught in schools? Can anybody approach anything objectively anymore?
0: Oh gosh, I don't know. It seems like you have to have a polarized, you know, done idea about everything, right? And people don't weigh things. I don't even, do they even do debate class anymore? You know, debate uh, class used to be where you took the opposing views and switched back and forth. I don't even know if they do that in school. Uh, also, another one. What happened to the American melting pot? Have segments of our population figured out that it's more beneficial to remain balkanized or tribal as opposed to being part of a union? What do you think? It's been an interesting year with that in mind. And also one that's come up here more recently is.
1: Is there research regarding COVID-19 vaccinations that is being suppressed? And why? Why is the science of COVID, much like the science of hot topics, become a foregone conclusion beyond question? Is it settled science? Look
0: at how people talk about the environment, right? It's supposed to be settled science, you know, X number of people have said, and, and now there's environmental law being promulgated and so forth. We don't seem to take anything as issues anymore, where deliberation is the name of the game. Right, it's just a it's,
1: foregone conclusion, and or not, and we don't hear anymore about it.
0: And if, if people aren't prepared to deliberate, they want some court to settle it. Let's go get a small group of people to make some ruling on whether something's constitutional or something's allowed. There's just way too much uh, fear, I think, of exchanging ideas. And so we're going to talk about that in one of our upcoming programs. Thanks for being here today. If you want to get in touch, what's the way to do that?
1: Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com.
0: That'll do it for us today. We thank you very much for being here. Remember, dear friends, seek grace in every step and never regret growing older. It is a privilege denied to many. For my dear friend and co-host Gloria Shanahan, for our producers and everyone who makes the show possible, thank you very much for being here. You've been listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Have a blessed week.
2: It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.